Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Before we jump into our awesome conversation with Jennifer Gerald, I wanted to share some exciting announcements. First off, we need to give a huge shout out to Greg Thompson from Arizona, who sent us the sound that a groundhog makes. So here's that little sound bite for you. Do it again. That is the sound of a groundhog, also called a woodchuck, and in some places they call him a whistle pig. With good reason, right? Listen to that. Okay, so that is not what I thought a groundhog sounded like, but there you go. And I also didn't know that a groundhog and a woodchuck were the same thing. Wow, so much valuable information. (laughs) Thank you, Greg, and thanks for the support. We are so happy to know that there are people out there willing to share the nuggets of truth, like what sound does a groundhog make? (laughs) You're awesome. Keep living and developing that skill of happiness, my friend. Next up, and we're really excited about this, January was our biggest month ever for podcast downloads. We broke our previous record at launch and we are moving up. So keep sharing. We are so grateful for your support. If you haven't left a five-star review on the Apple podcast app for the happiness playbook, please take the time, go do that, share a nugget from the episode and share the goodness because it does make a difference. And we are on team happiness and we want to spread our message and we can only do that through you, our listeners. So Thank you for that support. Another really fun thing I wanted to share with you all is that we had our first virtual play session and we did a small pilot group with a handful of people, but we had a blast. We played a game called board meeting where we learned how to accept and build. We had a whole conversation with everyone about how that helps us in our day-to-day living and validating and building on the ideas of others, especially in team settings. We did one word story. We laughed. We had a good time. We connected and we are definitely going to be doing that again. So if you are interested in participating in our next virtual zoom play session, then please reach out Send us a note on the website or let us know in the Facebook group. There are so many fun things going on and we are just so grateful for the community that we're building and for all the engagement. So thank you so much. Keep throwing those boulders into the waters of life and making waves of awesomeness. I want to give you just a little background on our guest today. Jennifer Gerald is an international two-time number one best-selling author, speaker, and dedicated transformational coach who knows what it takes. Our conversation today, we discussed the power of play theory and overcoming trauma through the heal 
framework that she has developed. Jennifer is awesome. You're going to feel her light and vibrance and joy through the speaker. I'm so excited to share the conversation with you. So let's get into it. I am so excited for today's episode because I have a very bright, vibrant soul here on the other side of the mic. Jennifer Gerald is an incredible human, and you're going to get to know her better as we have our conversation. But Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us understand how we can develop this elusive skill of happiness. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What a great intro. I can't help but smile. (laughs) Well, I think people can help but smile when they're talking to you because you're just so, so bright. And I'm trying not to overdo it here, but I really am just a huge fan of yours. You have so much to share. So I want to just dive into this. And I think a great place to start is with your story. So tell us your story and all the details and everything that you want people to know about you. Well, my story, it feels like a really long one because I'm getting up there in years, although I feel pretty young still. But my story really started when I was very young. And I spent the majority of my life in a state of fear, having lived through abuse, neglect. I was sexually assaulted twice. I developed a mental illness disorder called borderline personality disorder, went through a terrible divorce, bankruptcy, had my business closed that I had been running for 15 years and a near-death car accident with over 21 major surgeries and massive recovery. And every day, I could sit back and look at all those horrible things, but I've realized that I'm actually living proof that you can live forward in spite of what life throws at you. And as a result of all those horrible things, I have had the opportunity and privilege to become who I am today. So that's the short of it. I love that. This is going to be a recurring theme throughout our conversation. And everyone listening to this right now, Jennifer is the master of accept and build. And we're going to dive into that a little more. That's a principle we talk a lot about the happiness playbook. And and that really just means rolling with the punches. And it's so hard. You can't plan what life's going to throw your way. And especially those curveballs and those struggles and hardships. And we're and Jennifer, you're so good at framing that in a way that it was hard. And you're going to help us understand the tools that you've used to, to really just accept and build upon those hardships and how how you made the most of them. So sorry, I just had to interject that, that there because it was such a clear tie-in to something we're passionate about here. No problem. No problem. I always like to say I have a 100% success record of getting through difficult days because I'm still here. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So that was the high level short version. Give us a little more details. Dive a little more into that. Life was just a struggle from the get-go. When I was born, I actually had to fight death then. I had the cord wrapped around my neck three times. I had a bowel movement inside my mom. I found out, or my family found out early on that I was actually legally blind in one eye. 
So when you see me on stage, I always joke about, say, all right, pay attention. I have a green eye and a brown eye. The green eye is laser focused. The brown eye is always looking for other opportunities because it, <laughs> it can't see. It doesn't know where it's at, really. <laughs> so so it, it, life's been a challenge and I've had to learn to overcome and compensate and reflect and redirect my whole life because nothing has come easily. And I've often bickered about that and like, why can't I just have it easy? But really the struggle and the journey is the reward itself. And if life was easy all the time, we wouldn't really enjoy how beautiful it is because we never experience struggle. Some are more strugglesome than others. I don't know if that's a real word. I have a whole Jenny's vocabulary, but <laughs> going through the struggle, even though it feels difficult at the time, the reward is the triumph at the end. So I always say trauma, you have the decision. You can turn trauma into triumph or trauma into tragedy. It's a choice. Oh, that is so good. And clearly you've done that. And I think just after five minutes, anyone who's had a conversation with you can just feel your embracing of life. And I think any one of those things that you mentioned, any one of those hardships by itself would be enough for some people to feel that the crushing weight of that kind of hardship and the fact that you've been able to weather through that is just so awesome and so inspiring. And to do so with such a big smile is really unique and really powerful. And I love your platform that you have now. And like you said, being able to have gone through all of that and now the it's like a spectrum, right? So on one end you have bliss and on the other end you have despair. And the, the, more you go to one end of that spectrum, the more you can appreciate its opposite. And I, I love that you brought that up because hardship isn't something to be avoided. It's something to be learned from and then built upon. And you've done that. And say the quote again one more time. It was so good. Don't We have the choice to turn trauma into triumph or trauma into tragedy. Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's so good. I love that. I'm glad you're writing this stuff down because really, when I say something, it is from my heart and it comes up in the moment. It's not rehearsed or practiced or pre-written down or quoted anywhere. I just go from my heart all the time. <laughs> and, and I love that. And that is another thing that we are so passionate about here on the Happiness Playbook is the power of presence and really attending to the moment and being aware and being present because anxiety is in the future, depression is in the past, but life is in the moment. And so I love that you're, you're bringing that up as well. So clearly when trauma happens and we've all experienced various degrees of trauma in our lives, obviously you need to heal from that trauma and you have a really cool framework that you've gone through yourself and now help others. And I would love for you to touch on maybe how that came about and then share a little bit more about that process. Absolutely. As I mentioned in the short, quick highlights of the trauma and pain in my life, as a result of the abuse and the neglect and the things that happened that were difficult as I was growing up, I mentioned the borderline personality disorder, but I didn't know that I had this borderline personality disorder until I was in my early 40s. 
I'm not telling you how old I am now, but (laughs) it was just a few years ago that I actually found out about this diagnosis. And I thought, are you kidding me? No wonder nothing in my life has ever gone right because nobody knew what was wrong with me, even though nothing was wrong. It was just a result of the things that had happened. I finally was able to get some help for that. And and then as my the people in my life and my clients started to see this transformation in me, they were like, how did you get from where you were to where you are? This is insane. You're a totally different person. And I really had to dig deep inside of myself to ask that question. And I came up with an acronym that actually is now the title of my book, which is Dare to Heal. And the H-E-A-L is an acronym. And then from that, I developed the current platform that I work with as well that just goes hand in hand with that. But I think the question is about healing. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So first of all, I had to acknowledge that I needed some help. And I add to H, be willing to help myself because I become very apparent that nobody was going to do the work for me or could do the work for me and that I had to be willing to take the steps necessary to help myself. That was the first critical piece to getting to where I am today and at the level that I'm at today to be able to smile through the challenges, even though there might be tears along the way. And I want to touch on this too, because I love that is the first part of the process here is to help yourself because, and it's important to understand that's not an inwardly focused or a self-centered call to action. And it's really making sure that you are getting the vehicle ready to, to go, right? You got to have gas in the tank before you can make movement and progress. And I love that you also mentioned the the victim mindset, right? And how that ties in. Do you want to touch on that just for a minute? Absolutely. The victim mindset is one that I found myself trapped in for a lot of my life. It was the whole, well, this happened, so I am, and that happened, so this is why I do. And fill in the blanks. I know that there are probably people out there that have heard themselves say that, or maybe said it just this morning. Who knows? But that victim victim mindset of, oh, why is this happening to me can really get us. And if that comes in to play, whether it's audible or whether it's subconscious, if we can catch that thought of why me or why is this happening to me, And just stop it, catch it, look at it, examine it, and say, no, why is this happening for me? So I like to say the victim says, why me? The warrior says, show me. I love that because we all struggle. We fall into that victim mindset. And I think there are a lot of things in the world right now, especially in culture, I I think there's a temptation and there's, yeah, we'll call it temptation to fall into that victim mindset and to not take responsibility and helping yourself 
is the opposite of that. That's the warrior that you mentioned, right? Saying, show me, not why me. I love that. That's so good. And look outward is actually the fourth like crown jewel principle of the play theory principles that we talk about here on the happiness playbook. And that ties in so beautifully here because feeling sorry for yourself is it's an interesting thing because it is actually inwardly focused. And a lot of people don't may not think of it that way, that it's selfish and maybe selfish isn't the right word, but you're focusing on you and feel you've thrown yourself a pity party. And I, I love <laughs> <laughs> right. it is actually a very selfish move to, to step into that victim spot. So I think the word selfish is a perfect uh, correlation to the pity party, to the victim state of mind, because you're only thinking about yourself and, and, and that pity has an outward ripple effect that, that victim mindset ripples out to your spouses, partners, children, coworkers, friends, relatives, and even strangers. So yes. it's really important that we come up into a selfless place and be willing to help ourselves. Oh, that's so good. Okay. We got three more letters to go and I want to dive into all of them. So help yourself. That is the H. Let's move to the E. What's the E? The E. Well, you mentioned that it's important to have gas in the car in the garage. Doesn't do you any good if there's no gas and there's no key in the ignition. And so you're in the car, the gas tank's full, the key's in the ignition, but you've got to do something. You got to turn the key. And that is the E. That is to engage yourself in the process engage yourself and expound on engage. Let's get really clear about what you mean by that, because this is where the rubber meets the road. And and so I want to make sure we're clear on what engage means for your process. Yeah. So the engage is to get involved. Hmm. And that might mean asking questions. And the big one is to ask for help. Obviously you are where you are because of things that happened for you, around you, and about you, and you may not be equipped to know how to turn that all around and turn it into the show me. So you have to ask somebody, show me, get engaged. It's once you've got the ignition going, you got to put that car in reverse and get out of the garage to start heading in the next direction to get to all the stops along the way that are going to answer the question, how? And that is so good because it is in your network and in those around you that you are able to tap into limitless opportunity and and potential. And unless you engage, this is uh, another quote that I captured from you in a previous call, but the greatest tools in the shed don't build anything unless they are used. And I love that so much. That's amazing because because it's truth. Yes. And the sharpest saw can't cut down a tree unless it gets picked up and and used. And and so that is such a powerful concept is to engage and to just take action. And we are, in fact, the most powerful tool in our toolbox. We just need to know how to put ourselves into action sometimes. And that's the engagement process where we get the roadmap. 
I'm going to just dive one layer deeper here because I think this is where a lot of people can potentially get hung up. We might know something. We might we might have a paradigm shift, right? Maybe we get rid of that victim mindset and stop asking why me and start assuming the warrior spirit and saying, show me. But I think sometimes it can get really hard to take that action. Do you have any practical tips or insights about maybe someone who is struggling with the engage part of this model and really taking that action in that first step? Absolutely. They say that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And really that one step is critical. And then making the next step. I always use weight loss because that's been a huge part of my journey. Okay. That's a great, and I think a lot of people, health is for sure one that at some point in your life, I think everyone will experience to some degree. And everybody's health journey is different. Some people want to lose weight. Some people want to gain weight. Some people want to lose muscle. Some people want to maintain. But really for me, there was a time in my life that I was 150 pounds overweight and I was dying and I had to do something. And so it was not easy because I had to learn how to eat differently and I had to learn how to exercise and I had to, and I had to learn how to drink water and give up soda and give up or cut back on carbs. And it, it seemed very overwhelming. So in order to engage myself in that process without completely giving up, I just had to pick one thing and I had to pick one thing at a time. So I started with water intake because that was something that I struggled with. And over a couple weeks, I was up to half my body weight in water. And then it was cutting back on the carbs. So instead of half a loaf of bread, I only had two slices of bread for the day. That kind of thing. If your list seems overwhelming, pick one thing, just one thing and do one thing today, just one. And that's one step towards getting yourself engaged. Just yesterday, I posted that the first step is the beginning of accomplishing a goal. The next step helps to build consistency. Coming back to that idea of focus and being present, if you look at the entire list, and this happens sometimes, that's happened to me where I make this huge long to-do list and I get overwhelmed just looking at it. But if you can just narrow in on that first step, like you said, and just focus on that and, and that helps you ground in the moment and not think about the future and you know, how hard it's going to be. It just helps you really ground in that moment and take action. And that's, and, and, you know, there's a part of letting go of the mindset, right? That victim mindset. And because mm-hmm. that's going to creep back in, I think mm-hmm. in the second stage here of the heal process. And so it's important it, that you do. It really does. So if you look at the whole picture, it can look overwhelming, but think of a paint by number. Those paint by numbers are, there's, hundreds, sometimes thousands of little tiny spaces with hundreds of colors. But it's a beautiful portrait at the end. And how did you do it? One color, one dot, one space at a time. So as you begin your journey or our listeners begin their journey to their big picture, just remember it's one stroke, one box, one color, one step at a time. Boom. 
We are going to leave Engage on that note. That was beautiful. Awesome. Let's move to the next piece of your heal process here. What does the A stand for? Oh, the A is one of my all-time favorites, and it is to arm yourself with the tools and knowledge you need. And so we talked about back in the car, out of the garage, getting the roadmap, putting the car in drive. And along that roadmap, there's, there's stops along the way. And each one of those stops has a different tool for what we need personally. And every journey of healing is different. But one of the reasons I love the A chapter is it talks about the feeling of being broken. And really, if we weren't ever broken, there wouldn't be room for growth. So it's those spaces in us that allow things to come up and come through. Sometimes those spaces allow things to come up and get out also. But the key is to stop walking through life feeling like you're broken and do what the Japanese do with their broken pieces of China. And I can't say it's terrible. It's Kinsitsu or something along those lines. But <laughs> you, better than me. <laughs> you, it's Kintsugi. There we go. Or Golden Repair. And so they use it to repair broken China. And the lacquer is mixed with gold dust and used to trace the cracks of their broken item. And this was so profound to me, being a visual person and a visual storyteller, I couldn't help but think of my broken parts and that that gold lacquer was the love of our higher power piecing us together, not letting us throw ourselves away because we are far too valuable to be just tossed because something happened that made us feel shattered. We put back together. And that is a message we all need to remember that no matter how, how broken or in what ways we're broken, that we can become this beautiful, unique, and we are this beautiful, unique China, right? That mm-hmm. we can come back together. And I love what you shared too, that you need to arm yourself with the tools and knowledge necessary for you to recover. And, and everyone is unique and everyone's traumas and hardships and, and skills are all unique. And so you've got to find the tools that will help you and really build, accept where you are and then build upon that with the unique tools that you need to get ahead. Absolutely. And each tool is different. Some people will need AA. Some people will need narcotics anonymous. Some people will need prescription medication for something that they have going on. Other people may need just basic counseling. Some people will find the tools that they need through life coaching or through the help of a friend, but the tools are available and they're unique. They're as unique as each one of us. Not one of us is exactly the same. And that's what makes this world so exciting. I couldn't agree more. And the misunderstanding of those differences, I think that sometimes create the cracks where we feel broken because we feel misunderstood, misinterpreted, invalidated, or just invisible. But we don't need to be because our uniqueness is what has been placed in us 
for a reason. So again, I'll go back to the victim says, why me? The warrior says, show me. So if you're feeling cracked and you're feeling broken, be the warrior and say, show me how to fill these cracks with the beautiful gold and the bright spirit that's been placed in me. Show me where I am going to make a difference in the world because of the cracks that I have experienced in my life. What is your golden glue, right? That what is, the is your golden glue? <laughs> and uh, Absolutely. Because after all, fear is most commonly described via the acronym false evidence appearing real. Yes. And it's also a really good excuse for people to stop doing, being, and becoming. And it really is not. Fear is not a master excuse for being not being doing or becoming it's really it really is just an emotion it's a disguise for limiting beliefs and it can be replaced and with simple action steps to create those shifts for courageous transformation and that check the facts is a huge piece of redefining fear and i just can't help but quote joseph mcclendon the third he says fear is face emotion and replace it and i just love that oh <laughs> that's awesome i've never heard that version of the acronym so that's great yeah, i just learned that from him last year at a summit and i have boy i locked that one in tight <laughs> <laughs> that had to, that was a that was a keeper <laughs> this is so, awesome yeah and, I love all the acronyms. That makes it easy to remember. So this is great. Heal. Yes, I am. I, when there's a lesson in life, if you can put it to music or you can remember it with an acronym, that to me, that's the best way to hang on to it because then it becomes fun. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, we are on the last letter of the HEAL model. And tell us, what does the L stand for? Oh, the L. The L is something that I never knew how to do until I learned how to do all these other things. And that is to live your best life. So many of us are literally just getting through, just getting by. And we don't even realize that we're in this conditioned state of survival. And survival, yeah, that's great. We're still alive, but are we truly living? Are we feeling every day the joy in the moments? Are we living in a state of non-judgmental thinking so that we can allow people to be who they are as we embrace who we are? Are we living in a state of connection with quality time? Or are we just getting by? Are we taking the mundane and creating magic? Or are we just muddling through and staying meh? This is such a good one to end on because you can go through the motions and you can do everything that is quote unquote right or good. But if you don't have deep down that 
purpose, that alignment, you haven't uh, engaged and taken action in the directions you need to go and want to go, and you haven't gotten rid of that victim mindset, you're only living a fraction of the potentially beautiful life that you could be. Mm -hmm. And to live your best life, to turn the mundane into magical, that's such a great one-liner. You are just giving us all kinds of nuggets to run with here. I love the constant evolution and the progress and the boldly move forwarding boldly move forwarding there i go inventing words <laughs> that's now jenny's <laughs> translations later peeps <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have a, in the show notes we'll translate all any words that are we'll have a vocabulary page <laughs> yeah, exactly we'll have an appendix there but yeah. uh, but, I, but i just i love that because it's really what we need to have is this ever present thought or goal is to live our best life and best, that means something different to everyone, but you know what your best life is. And when it comes to connecting with others, to to being involved in purpose-driven, passionate projects and work that is making the world a better place, th- this is what best means. And that is just such a great focus. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you. Jennifer, you have been involved with so many things and I love that you have your family as well. We didn't talk uh, about that, but I want to know in your personal life as a mother, a significant other, a friend, how have you applied some of these things in a personal setting and specifically with relationships in your life? Is there anything you can share maybe either at a high level or a granular level about relationships and how we can better foster those through any of the the wisdom or principles or process that you've shared? Absolutely. Relationships are definitely challenging, whether it's a first time or it's a fifth time. They come with challenges and they are not always easy. I, in fact, just got remarried in June of 2020. And so my, my <laughs> thank Congratulations. you. Well, this is this is my second marriage, and this is his third. But it's he had very long relationships prior to ours. Every relationship has baggage, and the key to success in any relationship is to recognize that there is baggage, and then decide whether you want to live in the baggage or unpack it and replace it with new things. And so my husband calls me his wife coach. He says, you're everybody else's life coach, but you're my wife coach. (laughs) He texts me and says, okay, what should I say about this? Whether it has to do with communications with his children or with his company. And so I'll give my insight because he says, you're always so calm and you always think so clearly. And I shouldn't say always because I still have my moments. But the key is when you know who you are, because you have gone through the process of healing, because you have armed yourself with the tools and knowledge you need to live your best life, you live better in every aspect. You love better as a spouse or a partner. You parent better as a parent. You give yourself the time you need to process so you don't react and you have time to respond with love. It's not a perfect formula, 
but it is a passionate one. And if you put your mind to it, those healing steps can heal every aspect of your life from relationships in the home to relationships at work to relationships with friends and in the community by knowing who you are because you've engaged yourself in the process of creating a way for you to live your best life. And one of the biggest tools for that is to find joy in the moment. Let's hear it for Jennifer, everyone. That was awesome. You are awesome. And I so appreciate your spirit of look outward and service and love and confidence and rooting for others. And it's just so inspiring. And I'm so grateful to have had you on the show. So let's wrap up here with our last question that we ask every guest is what is your pro tip that you can share with our listeners on how to develop the skill of happiness? My pro tip would be to do it every day. The key to doing it is to just do it. And that is not my quote. Who says that? Oh, what's her name? Amelia Earhart. The most effective way to do it is to do it. But my pro tip echoes that because it's the next right step that takes you further on your journey. Never give in to defeat. Always believe in yourself and go for it. Oh, boom. We went out with a bang there. That is an awesome pro tip. So this week, we want you listeners to just do it. Do the next right thing. I'm quoting Frozen 2 now, but that's also a, a that's good right. I quote Frozen. I quote Frozen 2 in my book. <laughs> it was good yes. stuff. Um, oh. Jennifer, if our listeners want to know more, they want to connect with you and reach out how can they do that? They can reach me at jennifergerald.com. And that's Jennifer with a J and Gerald with a J-E-R-A-L-D. And I like to tell you that a couple of times because the brain still wants to do a G. But it's jennifergerald.com. And there they can get my fear to focus booklet, which will take them through each of those steps that I covered earlier in the podcast. And they'll even have their opportunity to work it out because it's a little bit of a workbook for them too. And if they have any questions, they can just send me an email or shoot me a text from jennifergerald.com. What an awesome giveaway for our listeners. Go get your free workbook and shoot her an email and get with her. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. This is an absolute delight. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. It is an honor to be featured here with the Happiness Playbook. What a special gift for me today. So thank you so much for this opportunity. My pleasure. We will chat real soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Playbook today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the one and only Jennifer Gerald. Remember this week to do the next right thing. Don't get stuck in the future and anxiety. Just focus on the thing and do it. Take whatever next step that is for you and make progress in your life one baby step at a time. As always, remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.